This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. It is a pleasure to be with you today on Getting to Know Your Bible. We do appreciate those of you who are watching at this time. We especially are delighted to have those who may be watching today for the very first time. I want to thank you for watching. Continue to do so for the next few minutes. Also, we have those who watch every time we come on the air. I actually had someone to tell me the other day that they, they watch us twice a day. We come on uh, uh, twice a, a day, uh, five days a week, and they get up and watch us early in the morning and they watch us late at night. We appreciate those who are interested in the Word of God. Stay tuned today as we're going to be discussing something that I believe ought to capture the attention of us all. There are a lot of things in life that just gradually drift or fade away. But I want to talk about some things that will never fade away. As a matter of fact, I want to discuss this topic in the land of fadeless days. I hope that you'll stay tuned. Now, on getting to know your Bible, we offer a free Bible correspondence course. I'd like to emphasize as strongly as I know how, this is free. We're not going to send a bill. We're not going to ask for you to, to send us any money. You're not going to need your credit card. This is free. And we offer this because we want you to get to know more about the Bible because the way to make the world a better place in which to live is to get people back to God. And there's no quicker way to get back to God than to get back to His Word. This is God's final revelation to man. We need to be studying the Bible today. That's the reason we offer this Bible course. Now that you might know more about the course and that you might join in with thousands and thousands of people all over the world who are studying this Bible correspondence course, let's pause for just a moment so you can learn more about the course so you can learn how to receive it. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible correspondence course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama 36580, or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. I want to read now from 1 Peter chapter 1, and I'll be reading the, the first five verses. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers scattered throughout Pontius, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through sanctification of the Spirit, unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace unto you, and peace be multiplied. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible 
and undefiled that fadeth not away reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this particular reading, I want you to make these observations with me. He writes in verse 1 to those who had been scattered throughout different parts of the world, Pontius and Galatia and Cappadocia and Asia and Bithynia. And then in verse 2, he uh, calls them the elect according to the foreknowledge of God. And it was through sanctification under the Spirit unto obedience and the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. They had been saved from their sins by Jesus' blood. And then in verse 3 he said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And he said that because of God's abundant mercy who had begotten them unto a living hope or to a lively hope. And that hope is based upon the resurrection of Jesus Christ, if you'll notice in the latter part of verse number 3. And we have this lively hope And we, to an inheritance, we have a hope of an inheritance. Now, he describes that inheritance. Number one, it is incorruptible. Number two, it is undefiled. Number three, it fades not away. And number four, it is reserved in heaven for you, that is, for those who are the elect according to the foreknowledge of God. Now, from these verses, I want to pick out one expression, and that expression is found in verse number four, that fadeth not away. That fadeth not away. I want to call your attention to another passage that has similar language in it. And that is in 1 Peter chapter 4, uh, chapter 5 rather, and verse number 4. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. For just a few minutes today, I'd like to discuss with you the theme in the land of fadeless days. That there are some Things in life that fade away. For example, youth fades, and youth gives way to old age. Whether youth would like to admit that or not, think about it or not, that's the fact. Solomon talked about that in the 12th chapter of Ecclesiastes when he said, Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. While the sun or the light or the moon or the stars be not darkened, or the clouds return after the rain. In the days when the keepers of the house shall tremble, and the strong men shall bow themselves, and the grinders cease because they are few. They that look out of the windows be darkened. And when the door shall be shut in the street, when the sound of the grinding is low, and they shall rise up at the voice of a bird, and all of the daughters of music 
shall be brought low. They shall be afraid of that which is high. And fear shall be in the way. The almond tree shall flourish and, and the grasshopper shall be a burden and desire shall fail. Because man goes to his long home and the mourners go about the streets. Here he's talking about man and as he gets older, his body gives way to the ravages of older days. Summer comes, and summer fades into the fall and the winter with all of the changes of nature. I, I like the spring and I like the fall best of all. Summer comes with its scorching heat, and then there comes the fall of the year, and there comes the winter. You know, there's a passage in the book of Jeremiah about summer ending. The harvest is past, the summer is ended. We're not saved, Jeremiah 8:20. But then the flowers burst forth in the springtime with all of their gorgeous blooms, and then they fade away in the scorching heat of the sun. And Job chapter 14, the Bible says, Man that is born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. He comes forth like a flower and is cut down. He fleeth also as a shadow and continueth not. And so the flowers of the field are going to fade away. And there are so many things in life that fade away. The sun rises in the east in the morning like a golden orb, and it races across the sky only to fade away in the west at the close of day. In the book of Ecclesiastes again in chapter 1, and in the fifth verse, Solomon talked about the circuit of the sun. It comes up in the morning, it goes down in the evening, only to come up again the next day. You see, the sun fades away at the close of day. But you know, in the midst of all of the things that fade away, there are some things that will never fade. We can rest assured that these things will abide forever. Jesus Christ will last forever. Jesus never fades, never. In Hebrews, the 13th chapter, verse 8, the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's never going to change. He's not going to fade away. In Micah 5 and 2, Micah was making a prediction about Jesus Christ. And in the latter part of that passage, he said, Whose goings forth have been from of old, from everlasting. Jesus has always been. And he will always be. He never fades. As a matter of fact, in the first chapter of the book of Revelation, Jesus said he was the beginning and the end. He was the Alpha and the Omega. Jesus never fades. And God's Word never fades. 
in Matthew, the 24th chapter, and in verse number uh, 35, Jesus said, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but, but my word shall not pass away. In 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 25, Peter wrote, But the word of the Lord endureth forever. The word of the Lord endureth forever. Oh, there have been those, and as a matter of fact, there still are those who rail against the Bible, who criticize the Bible, who predict its uh, demise one day, that the Bible is out of date, that the Bible is irrelevant, that the Bible is nothing more than the fabrication of a bunch of fanatical people. But I want you to know the book I hold in my hand and the book that you love is the Word of God. And the critics can come and the critics will go, but the Word of the God will stand forever. It never fades away. Something else that never fades is the Lord's kingdom, His kingdom. Daniel made a prediction about the coming of the kingdom in Daniel chapter 2 and verse number 44. He said, In the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and it shall break, it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms. It shall stand forever. The Lord's kingdom will never fade. In the book of Hebrews, in the 12th chapter of Hebrews, and in verse 28, it is referred to as an immovable kingdom. It is a kingdom which cannot be moved. Now the kingdoms of earth will come and go. Rulers will come and go. But I'll tell you something about the kingdom of our Lord it will never fade. And heaven never fades. It's not going to fade away. It is an eternal home. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 1, there the apostle said, For we know that if this earthly house of our tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal, eternal in the heavens. You know what that tells me? That tells me that one day that we can be in the land of fadeless days. Heaven will last forever. I have a sermon written by a gospel preacher, friend of mine, now deceased, which is entitled, One Day in heaven. And that one day never ends. Yes, indeed, heaven is the land of fadeless days. I want us to think about some things that will be in heaven that will abide forever. That is, they will never fade away. One of those things is our memory. Our memory 
will not fade away. In the 16th chapter of Luke's gospel, beginning in the 19th verse and continuing through the end of the chapter, Jesus talked about a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and in fine linen and he fared sumptuously every day. And then there was a beggar by the name of Lazarus that laid at his gate full of sores, desiring to be fed from the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. And moreover, the dogs came and they licked the sores, that is the sores of the poor man who was sick. But it came to pass that the beggar died, was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom, and the rich man died also. And... This man lift up his eyes in torments. And he could see Abraham afar off, and he could see Lazarus in his bosom, and he cried and he said, Father Abraham, have mercy. Send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. And I want you to notice what the Lord said to him. Son... Remember that in your lifetime you receive good things. Lazarus, evil things, that is the bad things of life, the hard things of life. Now he is comforted and you are tormented. But notice he said, son, remember. Here's a man who lost his soul. He remembers and we will retain our memory in heaven. We will have the memory of things we did, people that we knew. We will have our memory. It survives death. So that's one of the things that we will have in heaven in this land of fadeless days. And then our identity fades not. You go back to the verses that I read here or alluded to in Luke 16. That This man was told, son, remember, and that in your lifetime, you receive good things, Lazarus, evil things. Lazarus was still Lazarus. And he saw Abraham in, uh, and he saw Lazarus on, in Abraham's bosom. So Abraham was still Abraham. You see, we do not lose our identities when we die. Whoever you are now is who you will be then. You will not take on a different identity. And so we will retain our identity. It does not fade away. And that is a very comforting thing to me, to know that in the next life when we get to heaven, that we will still have our, our identity. We will be able to identify people that we have known and maybe identify people we have never known. Would it be a wonderful thing to be able to converse with the great Apostle Paul and the Apostle Peter and Timothy and others that we've read about for all of our lives in the Bible. Our identity fades not. But yet a third thing that does not fade in this land of fadeless days is our existence. Some things come and they go. Just like we read in the book of Job, a flower comes up 
And then there's the heat that gets a hold of it from the heat from the sun. And then it just withers away. But our existence will never fade. Jesus made that clear in Matthew chapter 25 and verse 46. When he said, and these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. Now going back to verse 31, Jesus is talking about the judgment scene. And in this judgment scene, there is a line drawn. There are the sheep on the one hand, there are the goats on the other hand, the, the saved on the one hand, the lost on the other. And this line is drawn right down through the families of earth. And then Jesus talks in verse 41 to those who there were the goats. And he says to the goats, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Heaven, you see, is prepared for those that serve the Lord. Hell originally was prepared for the devil and for all of his angels. But then, coming down to verse number 46, Jesus said, And these, talking about the goats, shall go away into everlasting punishment. Everlasting. How long is everlasting? You say, well, everlasting means that it doesn't have an end. That's exactly right. I've often thought that if a person could lose their soul for 500 years, at the end of the first year in hell, they could say, well, I only have 499 years left here, and so they would have some hope of getting out one day. But it's not like that. After you've been there 10,000 years, time 10,000 years, one's existence in that horrible place called hell will have just begun. But on the other hand, Jesus said, when he said, after he said, these shall go into everlasting punishment, he said, but the righteous, the righteous into life eternal. So the righteous will live eternally. How long is everlasting? It means it has no end. How long is eternal? It means it has no end. So when we've been there 10,000 years, bright shining as the sun, we have no less days to sing God's praise than when we first begun. Our existence will not fade. It will be for all eternity. But let me mention one other thing that will not fade in heaven, and that is our reward. In 1 Peter chapter 5, Peter is writing to those who are elders of the church. He was an elder of the church as well, if you'll notice in verse number 1. And then in verse number 4, he says this to those who are fellow elders. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. You see, our reward will not fade away. The reward we receive in heaven. You see, what the Lord gives to those who serve Him faithfully it is not like a reward in a beauty contest. Perhaps you've watched them on television. Maybe you've been in one. Maybe you have attended one. And the person who 
was crowned in this contest the year before, will take the crown off of her head and she will put it on the head of the person who has just won the contest. And that, in other words, that reward is passed on from one to another. But that's not what it's like in heaven. You see, once we receive that crown of life, once we receive that, that reward, it will last for all eternity. You see, we live in the midst of a day when many things are fading away. In, a great, in, a, in some respects, the, the uh, uh, moral standards that many of us have known for years seem to be fading away. That the idea that there is a God in heaven who rules over all seems to be fading away in the minds of many people. And, but, but we need to know today that we can place our feet on a solid rock. Things that will last forever and forever. I wonder, have you given your life to the one who will last forever? And do you right now know that if you were to die, that you would have that reward one day that fades not away? You can have it. I would urge you this very day to believe on Jesus Christ with all of your heart, John 8, 24. To repent of all of your sins, Luke 13, 3. Be willing to confess your faith in Jesus, Matthew 10, verses 32 and 33. And then as a penitent, confessing believer, be baptized into Christ. Galatians 3.27 For the remission of your sins, Acts 2.38 That your sins be washed away in Jesus' blood, Acts 22.16 And that you might have the hope of everlasting life. Jesus said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. You can have that hope today if you will become a child of God in the way that God has explained in His book. Just do it the Bible way. Now in the closing moments, I would like to give you a personal invitation to visit the Church of Christ in your community. You will find people who believe in God, believe in Jesus, and believe in the Holy Spirit, believe in the Bible, believe in heaven, and yes, they believe there is a hell to shun. And they want to help men and women all over this world get ready to leave this world one day and be with God forever. That's what it's all about, isn't it? Our responsibility is to obey God. Until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you in my prayer. Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama 36580, or call 
1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bibles. <laughs>